Welcome to another exceptional episode of Journey with Michael. My name is Michael. And my name is Ryan. If you've just joined us on our journey here with, uh, with this podcast, uh, we highly recommend going back to the start, walking yourself through the, well, the journey of the podcast. Definitely. And uh, today we've got a very exciting topic, something that's very close and dear to both our hearts. Definitely. We are talking about the beauty that is plant medicine. Oh yeah, the medicina, mm. the plant medicines, the psychedelics, and just our experiences through them, the the healing that we've encountered through them for both of us, and just how they play a part in our daily lives. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose if, if you have listened to or been on the journey and watched every, well, listened to every single episode up to this point, you would have known uh, how transformative it can already be when we've spoken about, well, me personally, my journey with ayahuasca and, uh, and the recent sit that I've had. Uh, but today we're just going to go a little deeper, a little deeper into, into all the different uh, plant medicines that there are. It's an over, it's an, it's an over, what would I say? It's an umbrella of a subject. For sure. Because you could look at plant medicines as being vitamins, supplements, uh, teas, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of context under that umbrella um, that many people use plant medicines in their life. Sure. Well, as a naturopath, we we dispense plant medicines, mm. you know, medicinal herbs. Um, that's something that I offer to every single one of my clients. Well, exactly. Because, uh, I mean, you look at the, the pharmaceutical medicines, I mean, they're all derived from the natural plant medicine uh, makeup and compounds that are found in nature anyways. Yeah, for sure. They, they sort of take their best guess at, at a specific chemical that creates a certain reaction um, in the body um, based on just thousands of years of, of using these plants, mm. you know, understanding the mechanisms and, and I suppose taking the, the symbiotic nature that is a plant and trying to manufacture or take away the the synthetic compound that we think uh is the active property in it Mm, yeah and also with the with the depth of the plant medicine journey it's the altered state of consciousness it's the ability for it to be able to show us what we're not able to see or unwilling to see just the profound changes it can have in people's lives and and we both speak from experience i mean i had anxiety you know the 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 what would you say given to me by a doctor once <laughs> and that was an identity i held on to for a long time and it was through my my journey of plant medicines namely ayahuasca and and obviously we, we've, we've got other ones that, that that really helped us along but um it cured it you know, and I know it's a bold statement and people will be sitting there going, what the, how do you cure it? It's, it's, you know, but that's the, that's the messaging that's, that's been given to us by Big Pharma and, and all of that is, you know, take this pill and stay on it for the rest of your life. Sure. Keep yourself numb. Numb. That's it. Definitely. And it, uh, well, I mean, they have their place, but at the same time, they can be uh, detrimental because they actually take away the power that we have to actually move through um, these situations or these these dysfunctions that we are living with. Mm. You know, especially when it comes to mental health, it's it's never just coming from one place. 
um, it is extremely multifaceted um, from, you know, neural transmitters that aren't being produced properly to neural inflammation to uh, digestive system issues or a gut microbiome that um, isn't functioning properly. So it's like when you're looking at it from this reductionist way of looking at things and just saying like, okay, this one SSRI is going to, to help you move through something or overcome something, then it is looking at sort of re- re- reducing our ability to actually heal because we're just hoping we take one thing and that's going to fix all the other problems that are in our life. Yeah, and it's not taking anyone to base to the root cause. No, not at all. You're not looking at why that thing is happening. It's just putting the Band-Aid over the symptoms and curing the symptoms, well, easing the symptoms. Easing the symptoms. Um, and also as a side note, Ryan and I are not doctors we are not medical professionals we are not advising anybody to go and experience anything we're going to talk about today uh, this is a personal choice and personal journey that we've both been on and it is in no way are we advising anybody to to go down that path no definitely not definitely not at the same time it's all about peaking curiosity so if, if there is yeah. curiosity for, for the subject and the thing do your own research allow yourself to explore it allow the medicine to find you you know and that's probably one of the biggest things when you're on this journey if you're constantly trying to chase it looking for it to fix you then even energetically the medicine isn't truly going to 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 maybe give you what you want you know mm. the medicine will give you what you need doesn't always give you what you want so, I think that's a good metaphor for life as well, right? For sure. You're always going to get what you need, what you not what you want. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, so that, that really is what it's all about. And I, I guess even when you're talking about this, this subject, it's like it's such a – it is such a journey in itself because for, for most people, and, and talking to my, about myself personally, and I know this is a, a very similar story to you, Mike, it's about actually reconditioning our relationship mm. that we've actually had with these substances in the past. Because a lot of times when we're introduced to plant medicines, we're introduced to them in the forms of drugs. Mm. You know, we take them at raves or parties to try to like enhance a state, or try to like, I don't know, move through or just like have fun or numb ourselves from something so that we can, we feel a little bit better in the moment. Yep. Yeah. But if we're looking at these plant medicines with respect, and we're using them in a in a in a space of reverence, then the energy of the plant's going to come through as well. You know, you're going to be able to drop in deeper into some of those past experiences instead of just having them in a rave with a large group of people with the set and settings not quite right, and it can actually re-traumatize you. You know, mm. it can take you out of that situation and take you to a place that maybe isn't right for the situation you're in and then it can become something you have to work through and you've got personal experience in that as well which i'm sure we'll touch on after but you you touched on something very important there it's the set and the setting setting. the intention of of the use of the medicine and and you listening out there you'll you'll hear us use the word medicine or sacrament quite a lot because again like what you said ryan is transitioning that program that use from drugs to knowingly or unknowingly using as an escapism Mm. for not feeling what's within you i know personally so i 
I uh, had a huge uh, party life, I guess, from from right from I can remember, and drugs were a huge part of that for a long time. And um, going through all that in my early to mid twenties, it was basically one big whole weekend. And so, in the the person that I am today, the the regener what would I say? Yeah, the re the regeneration of my um, my own standpoint on the use of these uh, medicines or or, suppl- or you know supplements, sacraments, whatever you want to say, I've had to create new relationships with them, and that has been through more sovereignty, through set and setting, through uh, deeper reverence, um, and ultimately using the using the medicine and the set as a healing process rather than as an escapism process. So I, I, I look back to those times in my 20s and, look, I was having a ball. I would never have changed it for, for anything in the world. However, it was it was an escapism. It was, you know, I, I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic, but I just used the term partying to, to, to minimise it a lot more. And looking back now, it's like, wow, yeah, yeah, no, I really was, and mm. you know, lots of lots of powder, lots of drinking, lots of taking everything and anything, and just being up for days. And so, the the start of of my relationship with these plants was, and 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 consequently every other um, every other medicine that I use as well outside of this, I've had to go into it to reframe my relationship with it and see whether it sits with me or not, and then whether or not I I, I continue the use of it or the cultivation of it mm. yeah definitely and mine very similar probably not on the same scale as you um but the the same situation same stories and that's probably for a lot of people right that's the way in which they are in- introduced to it whereas the true context of it is like an initiation mm. you know the different ceremonies that you can have around it or even um using it as an opportunity to like step into manhood or like an initiation process isn't something that we really have in the West, Western culture. But when you take a step back and look at the way in which plant medicine has integrated itself into the human experience, you know, when you look at ayahuasca or San Pedro or even magic mushrooms, they're all used in a place of reverence. They're all used in a way to enhance the psychosomatics of a person to enhance their spiritual connection to self mm. not just to go party and have a good time mm. you know and the relationship that that i have with them now is i mean i don't drink anymore haven't done for a while now and if i am at a party or an event and i do um take some psilocybin or or some cactus san pedro and things like that even in that even in that setting the intention is still what can i learn from this medicine sure how can you help me connect more with the others around me and how can you help me pull that that thread of pleasure and fun mm. as well yeah cuz sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is just bust some moves on the fucking dance floor and have a great time. Oh, you know, yeah. Allow yourself to drop into play. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, 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 and I know we've spoken about this a lot of times, but it, it does come down to intention. Mm-hmm. What's the intentional use of anything? Why are you doing something? Yeah. The check-in with yourself. 
Am I coming home and smoking weed because I've had a bad day and I want to numb it out? Am I coming home to have a have a glass of wine or a beer because that's a habit I've ingrained into myself to get me those 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 chemical hits of serotonin, dopamine? Uh, and if you're finding that that's what the use is for, it's the radical honesty to yourself to go, oh, I need to I need to pull myself up here. For sure. Acknowledgement of what's truly going on and, and, and acknowledging exactly where you're at so that you can make the choices to change it. You know, nothing will ever change if you don't bring the awareness to it. And the thing with these medicines as well, you're absolutely right there, 100%. And the, and the thing with these medicines is they cure alcoholism. They yeah. cure eating disorder. You know, they sure. because they take you into the root causes yeah. and show you the pain and the wounding that you are externally soothing mm. with other chemicals. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is now that the science is, is catching up uh, to spirituality, you know. We're always so far behind in the West and we always need to prove everything so well. But that, that has its place um, so that it can actually get out into the mainstream. It's like you look at the psilocybin trials, the MDMA trials, the ketamine trials, um, the use of a boga for addiction. It's like all of these are helping people move through traumas that cognitive behavioral therapy and years and years of, of all these other modalities that um, work for some people but don't work for others uh, within a few sessions really changing people's lives. And it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like the, the wisdom that we've always known is now getting proven so that the use of these substances or these medicines can actually be pushed out into the, into the rest of the world. You know, they're, they're here for us to use, mm. right? And it's really, really funny because um, you always talk about or like privilege, right? Mm. Like we're, we're, we're privileged. We come from a place of privilege. We were born into a Western civilization where we have the choice to, to be able to, to choose these medicines and have these things. And a lot of people are like, well, no, you shouldn't do them because um, they're meant for the culture and the people um, where they're grown. But if you talk to anyone in the cult from, from those places, it's like, no, the medicine is here to now get out into the world. You know, our, our, uh, our maestro says exactly the same thing. He's like, no, I'm here to do the work because the Western civilization, we need the fucking work more than anyone. You know, we're the ones who are living in these highly stressed out worlds we're being manipulated by the government, being manipulated by um, television and the news and social media and there's all the stresses. It's like we are the ones that actually need the fucking work more than anyone else, you know? And they are they're going through thousands of years of lineage to understand and they talk to the plants. I mean, this is the, the, we can't comprehend and understand that because we have amnesiaed ourselves mm. to the connection of nature, to the connection of the divine. For sure. And so that's why there's a psychedelic revolution now. Oh, yes. The psychedelic revolution is in full swing. And this is why you and I can sit here and proudly and confidently talk about our experiences knowing that it will trigger some people and some people will label us as whatever based off their own mapping and that's okay too but then there'll be some people that will hear this and go that's something that i needed to hear mm. and it will call to them and then it will find them and that's the whole purpose of this conversation i feel is we're not here bragging about our experiences and this and that and it's no We've gone through this. We've spoken to the plants. We've go through our experiences, and we've transversed this reality just from plants, mm. just from chemicals 
that help us show us who we can be, show us who we've forgotten to be, mm. and help us heal. It comes down to the healing. Definitely. And I'm all for it. I'm all for singing it from the fucking rooftops. Definitely, definitely. It's a story that needs to be told. It really does. So how did how, let's take take us on a little a little journey of yourself, right, guy, about your plant medicine. You know, how did it find you? How did you find it? What what? Where did you start? And and, and what's the journey been like for you? Mm, so as we were speaking about before, like I've always had a. Um, I guess a relationship with plant medicines as, as them as being drugs. And um, I probably didn't have any plant medicines for maybe about five years. Um, when I was 23, I had a, had a really confronting experience at a, at a festival. I'm unsure if we've spoken about it before. A really confronting um, experience at a festival where I'd taken acid, added some MDMA to it. I was drinking. I was in this... A festival with over 25,000 people and essentially I got driven into psychosis. I remember being in the bathroom, going to the toilet, walking out of a portaloo and just walking into like the fiery gates of hell. Mm. And there was just people running around. There was this. This was actually an experience that did actually happen at the festival. There was fucking um, portaloos started to get burnt down. Fences started to get pushed over. People were stealing like the quad bikes um, from the security guards, and it was just like walking into complete anarchy. Into Sodom. Into Sodom, hundred yeah. percent. And that's it. I, I, I it walked out, and it was just, it was hell. There was it was it was chaos yeah. everywhere, and. Um, yeah, I, I, I sort of lost myself in that and got consumed by it. Um, and it took me into some really dark places within myself, whereas I th- all I could hear for about five days was just people saying my name, people talking um, about me. And I was just walking around this festival like a zombie for five days. And um, ultimately, this this is the thing that triggered me go like becoming depressed it it triggered me like being being on the brink of psychosis because it took me about six months to actually feel comfortable to to be out of the house after that experience wow. you know but the gift that actually did come from that is I started to learn more about spirituality. I started to learn more about breathwork, meditation. I started to um, stop drink drinking sorry um it pushed me into taking up boxing um and and really going after that for a few years and that that experience for me was so traumatizing that it actually took me away from using any plant medicines or 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 anything for a really really long time um which was beautiful because when i actually came back to using them maybe only about three years ago Every single time it was coming from a place of reverence at the start, like really just using it or like sitting with psilocybin, sitting with cactus, um, sitting with the grandmother and giving myself an opportunity to actually heal from that experience. Mm. Yeah. And this is why set and setting is so important, you know, because you can get pulled into, you know, if you're that way inclined, pulled into 
uh, these darker realms and and what it actually did it was like I mean I was already super sensitive I was extremely like spiritual it just hadn't really started yet but that was like the thing that just really ripped me open yep. you know and for years I seen it as probably one of the worst experiences of my life but looking back on it now it's like without that experience I probably wouldn't be here you know I wouldn't I wouldn't have the same relationship I wouldn't be who I am and that was just one of those moments that really opened me up Mm. To, to seeing that there's more to the world than what's just going on in the physical plane. It's beautiful because you could have been absolutely victimized by that for mm. your entire life and ran away from it and avoided it and, and left it in the dark. For sure. But you utilized it to be able to alchemize that pain, alchemize that experience, ultimately share in a group setting of when you did when we're going through our rebirth course mm. and 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 go into it and once it was released it was released and then it allowed you to to move further into your journey mm. it's like though i mean that's a like a what would you say an instant dark night of the soul kind oh. of awakening uh you hear stories about people who have done it in car accidents because they've been on a three-day bender and they've just woken up and they're like, how am I alive? And it changes the course of their life forever. And it sounds like that's what that was for you. Mm, definitely. Definitely. And so, so um, yeah, it was a journey. And even now, it's 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 still a journey. Like, it, it, those moments still remind me to just be in reverence of it, mm. you know, to understand the ability or the power that it truly does have. Um but as that journey has has shifted and changes and molded as I've, as I've moved through a lot of these traumatic experiences using breathwork and ayahuasca, it's like it's like a befriending of them now. Yep. It's like no, no, no. I'm I'm still gonna sit with you in reverence, but I'm still gonna allow you to to allow me to have a deeper level of fun and play and things like that when we are at different festivals. Yep. Yep. So for me, how plant medicines found me so i'm going to take my story back back to what i touched on in my 20s and and cocaine was a huge thing speed was a huge thing alcohol was a huge thing um and every now and then uh ketamine was a huge thing as well g um pretty much anything except the intravenous and opioids you know um and uh every now and then someone would have you know, a bag of mushrooms uh, or something like that, and you'd take them and and you'd have a laugh or someone would have an acid trip and you'd take an acid trip. Uh, I, you know, we'd sometimes go back to to my place after being out on a Friday and Saturday night uh, back to back and we'd all drop an acid trip and, and all laugh and, and, and do that for hours on end. But there was no, there was no deeper spiritual experience in any of it. There wasn't. There was just the causal effect of what the chemicals were doing to my body and, mm. and the changes in the body. So my very first, very first, you know, air quote, which is what I'm doing with my fingers if you're listening, uh, drug that I ever took was acid. Uh, I remember, and Dad, if you're listening, hello. Uh, I remember when I was uh, probably about 14, maybe 15, uh, you know, doing the old sneak out of the house and got picked up by uh, my mate and his older brother who had a car, and and they put this little square tab, and they said, hey, put this under your tongue, and I said, what is it? They said, it's acid, and I said, what will it do? And they said, oh, like it'll just make you have some fun and laugh and, and do all of that. There was no anything. I thought, oh, that sounds like fun. So we took that, 
and we drove to a park and and it was starting to kick in then and and uh, then you know there were these huge um, skate vert ramps that we were on top of sliding down and uh, doing all the fun things there so that was actually the very first um, substance that I ever took was was an acid trip um, and then from there about that age it was just it was just weed 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 uh, and totally in a non uh, in an unconscious way just lots of it at that age um, totally don't recommend it by any stretch of the means at that age just no. allow your brain to develop and so it has it, it has always been within my life from from that age but we're where plant medicines really, really um, got a str- strong hold in my life in a, in a healing and spiritual way was my very first ayahuasca ceremony. And that would have been probably four years ago at least now. Um, so I just got into breath work and I was doing some rebirthing with a coach, Sandro, and doing some work with him. And I'd started going to the deeper realms with the breath. And uh, one weekend, I mean, living here in Auckland, if you know New Zealand, there's a, an island called Waiheke Island, which is about 40 minutes away by the ferry. And I was in real estate at this time. And I just thought, I just need to, I just need to recharge the batteries. I want to go away. Um, I've never been to Waiheke and, you know, why not? And so I booked an Airbnb, had this beautiful Airbnb that had this lovely view of the beach. And I was just going to go there and do a bit of breath work in the morning, have a cold swim in the morning, and just generally recharge. And in this time, probably within the three months of that, I had just started getting some noticing information about ayahuasca. And and I thought, what is that? So I started looking and found it's from South America, Peru, started going a bit deeper and thought, and it just, you know, when you really feel something of Mm. a new thing that's entered your life, you feel it. And you think, oh, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm going to chase it. Not chase it, but I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to feel into it. So I'd already been doing that for a few months and going, okay, my, my next trip will be South America and I'll, I'll, I'll find this ayahuasca thing and, and whatever in the context that, that it is. Now, fast forward three months back to when I went to Waiheke. So got off the ferry and I... Uh, got my key to the airbnb and i asked the lady she was actually at the ferry terminal and i asked her i said oh hey how do i get to the house she goes oh well look you can catch the bus and it kind of takes you all around it's about half an hour uh, or just catch a taxi it's only 10 minutes away i said oh, i'll just catch a taxi so i went up the front waited for the taxi and this taxi rolled up and i jumped in and there was a, a few other people as well with, with a different party but they were going to a, on the winery tour you know so they were all party mode and and half drunk as well and so the taxi driver just goes oh look can i grab both of you and um i'll drop them off to the winery and i'll drop you off to your airbnb because on the way i said hey, absolutely no worries so i sat in the front they jumped in the back and yeah, within about 10 minutes, we dropped him off to the winery and then me and the taxi driver got started talking and, and he's going, yeah, why are you here? What are you doing? And I just said, look, I'm here to recharge the batteries. I'm going to do some breath work in the morning and I'm going to, you know, do this and that. And for whatever reason, the subject of ayahuasca came up. It's just one of those, I don't know how it happened times, but it did. And I just started talking about, oh, how I want to go to, go to South America and I'm going to go on this journey myself and I'm going to go and find it and he goes well you don't actually have to journey to South America to do that I said oh what do you mean he said oh there's actually ceremonies available in uh in around here 
I said, wow, okay, uh, when? He said, tonight. <laughs> I said, okay, well, can I come? And he said, no. <laughs> I thought, well, okay, no worries. Fair enough. Uh, I had no prep, no nothing. Um, and so as he was driving me to my Airbnb, um, he, he actually got the address wrong. We went to the wrong place. And uh, he goes, oh, it's actually 10 minutes that way. So within that 10 minutes, I was telling him about rebirthing and, and how I'd gone to these, um, you know, the, the weekend before I was on a retreat. And, and I you know, started my healing journey and doing the deeper work. And ultimately, he said, okay, no worries. Well, we will uh, we'll bring you along. And so I got brought along to that one. And, and it was the most one of the most riveting experiences of my entire life. Riveting. And it was absolutely profound mm. and in, in every way I had absolutely no expectations I was introduced to a beautiful plant medicine that day called Rappe as well and it was such a it was such a a reverence that it found me mm. it literally found me and from that day onwards I've been in a deep journey with the mother ayahuasca um, I've probably sat I don't know, 30, 40 times, I would say in that. Not that I'm trying to brag about a number, but that's the depth that I've been taking this healing journey with with, with the mother. And such a shift, such a change in my whole being. I remember returning home the next day and I was actually living at my sister's place and uh, I'd received I'd received a, um, a necklace from, from the, the server who was serving it that night as a gift and I had that and I walked in the door and my sister just goes whoa you're different <laughs> without even saying anything I was just smiling beaming and so it's such a beautiful story of I was just going into my own work I'd started to receive the the, the messages of of this medicine and then it literally found me Mm. And from there on, it's just been such a beautiful, beautiful experience. That's it. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it, right? Um, she will find you. You know, she has an ability to drop into your life when when you're ready, you know, when you're open to the experiences and when you have the capability to actually move through the experiences that are going to happen on it right because they are they're deeply transformational um and they're it's she's such a powerful teacher that if we're kind of hunted out and search for it and make things happen and force things then that's probably what the experience is going to be like you know she's going to force you she's mm -hmm. like respect me don't try to chase me you know wait for me to come to you yeah and that is beautiful very similar with my first um time with Aya there was in South America me and Van um, were traveling over there um, when we in the first year that we were together and we spent a few months with her mum and then we were traveling through Bolivia and we're traveling through Peru and we weren't even really thinking about like ayahuasca and, and going on a journey and an experience um, and it just sort of dropped into our lap we we traveled into a place called PSAC which is in the Sacred Valley in Peru um, and we were just talking about breastwork, me and her just talking about breastwork at a little cafe and then a guy comes up and he starts talking about breastwork he's a breastwork practitioner and he was like if you come around to my house tomorrow I'll guide you through a journey and then he was um, and then another lady came over and she was like oh I mean if you guys are into breathwork, like maybe ayahuasca is something that you'd be interested in as well um, and we sort of we're like, yeah, sure. I mean, if, if, it, if it works out, it works out. If it happens, it happens. Um, 
and then the we didn't really like grab any information or anything from her and the next day we were just walking through PSAC and we ran into her again and she's like oh I'm just about to jump to my taxi and go home it's right at the top um, of the Sacred Valley do you guys want to come with me and we're like yeah sure we'll come with you and as we were going through the journey she was like oh actually the people that I live with are, are servers and if you guys want you can meet them and check it out see if it works if, um, see if it's something you guys want to do and you feel into and um, yeah it just sort of happened mm. it just sort of dropped in our lap and we just trusted that guidance um, and it was a beautiful experience mm. beautiful experience I still still remember that first moment um, when I had the ayahuasca I was literally sitting there and it felt like I was on the Lion King when I was like I was Simba and Mufasa was the mother up in the clouds. And I was like, I could feel myself walking through the grass and my fingers just like rippling through the grass. And uh, I like looked up and the grandmother was just like, you're not ready. And it instantly stopped, instantly stopped. And there was no like anger or frustration. I was just like, wow, that's a bit shit. And then I just sat with it, just sat with it for for probably about three hours and just mm -hmm. nothing happening. And then she was like, would you not like another cup? And I was like, yeah, I think I'll have another cup. And I, it was like, as soon as it touched my lips, boom, I was just into process, just into process. And every traumatic experience in my life just flicked through like a book. It was just like... <laughs> and my as that was happening, my head was just expanding, 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 expanding. And as the book closed, it's like this balloon just popped in my head and then there was just like relief quiet it's beautiful mm. love it she takes you to some well you can't even you can't even minimize the subjective experiences through words because mm. it all it does is minimize it definitely there, there, there are no words to describe the feelings and the places that you go to. I mean, we can say, oh, yeah, look, we go into the other realm through the door. There's a kaleidoscope of color. We're seeing through different methodologies through our eyes. Uh, my very first one, one of the major profound ones, I got taken back to a Viking village and it was just absolutely real. Mm. Like I was there, I was smelling it, I was feeling it. And I, and I came back and in the sharing circle after, I, I literally said, I, I am a Viking warrior. It was just, I didn't even know where those words came from. And so she can take you back to ancestral, she can take you through whatever's there, or she can just go, you are expecting too much tonight. <laughs> you are getting a very light ceremony. And there's lessons in everything. There's For lessons sure. in that oh, yeah, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to go through. And she might go, uh, 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 your lesson now is expectations. For sure. And you are now going to sit there. doesn't matter what you're going through. This is your lesson. Just sit with it. Mm. And, I mean, I suppose let's touch on the purging aspect as well because, I mean, that's all people really who, who have never really experienced it or just hear it through the grapevine here. Oh, is that the thing that makes you puke and shit yourself? So I can emphatically tell you that it does. <laughs> <laughs> But I've never shat myself. <laughs> I've, you know, you have control. You're not, you're not voiding all of your, all of your bowels and all of your esophagus all over the place. You, the purging's an energetic purge. It's a spiritual purge. It's, it's re releasing from the body what she is chiseling off. It's like being in a mine and she's just gone, 
and just chiseling off the things that that you are moving through and then it's got to come out of the body and uh, you know one of the maestros that we've both sat with Don Gino and he always says you know after you purge look in the bucket what are that what are you looking at what is what is staring back at you what have you expelled from yourself and what can you see and I've looked in my bucket and I have seen myself as an old man I have seen myself as a as a different old man, it's like there's different journeys of like where you're going to be. And I'm literally seeing it look back at me. I've seen dark, dark demonic things. I mean, they're not demons, but the, you know, just dark things just sitting in there that have been residing in my body. And it's just been cleansed. Mm. It's really cleansed. I mean, I, I personally, out of all the sits I've done, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've actually purged, vomited. Uh, it doesn't tend to be something that happens to me a lot but when I do it's it's because I've surrendered it's because I've allowed the medicine to deeply bring me into the spaces within myself that I have or unwilling to have been and gone to mm. and then that's the purging effect mm. um, that that obviously comes through I actually purge a lot more like I've got to get up and use the toilet um, a lot more that's kind of more how how my body purges but either way it it, it the, the the spaces that you that you drop just get ultimately filled with love. For sure, that's a, it's it is more of an energetic process than a physical one. Although physically it can be quite challenging at times, um, but it is just about your ability to move through that and allow the mother to just work through you. Mm. I remember one ceremony I was doing. Actually, it was with Don Gino a couple of years ago, and I remember looking over, and another another participant was over there, and he was playing a guitar. And this is the dance that this is the dance that you can play in. And I just remember looking at him, and he was playing his song. And there was this there was this black entity that was just draped over him, and it was just playing with him. It was strumming with him, and then it would leave, and it would come back, and it was just draped over. And I was just watching. I was just watching this entity. There was no fear, though. There was no. There was there was nothing to be scared of, because the the beacon of of light and protection and this is why you know the people that we sit with are very very well versed and very well um apprenticed under very strong lineages from from the first nations in south america where where this is obviously produced and they have the responsibility of protecting that circle of, of holding that space and that reverence for everyone so you're never scared but somebody actually said something to me um, quite profound after that, after I shared that um, he said that well we actually in the spiritual world we set up such a beacon of light of love and healing and energy that all entities are drawn to it like moths to a flame and they've got mm-hmm. to come and check it out but nothing will fuck with you unless you allow it to but even when you allow it to that's obviously what needed to happen because then it's just the the fuckery inside of you that needs to come through and it's a really paradox and i thought that was a really good um, explanation of it of yeah you're putting this beacon up Mm. and and they're coming and and some of the things i've seen uh some you know i they're they're undescribable Mm. indescribable indescribable because there's no words that put into them. I mean, I could describe that I just saw, you know, laughing, you know, crazy clown monkeys up up in the bleachers and, and rolling around and different things like that. But I don't have a lot of actual 
things like that that I see. Mine's more very introspective, and mine's very, very within my body, very within myself. And and um, I mean, I, I'm getting emotional talking about it because it's such a, it's just been so so close to me, and it's it's created the man that I am today because of of these powerful medicines and these powerful sets and these. Just so ever grateful that it found me. Mm. Just so ever grateful that I got to discover these plants. Not just ayahuasca, but but mescaline, grandfather, San Pedro. You know, that's all the same. You know, psilocybin mushrooms. Taking LSD with reverence and ability for play and fun now. Uh, rape, which is an absolute daily for us. Uh, because of just it just opens the consciousness every single time and opens me up for for downloads and for anything that I need to move through and help through um, right down to um, i've just I've just started a relationship back again with marijuana as well in the last what three months four months and it's it's fucking profound changing the way that you use something it it just it just makes me so clear i can literally piece my mind together like a tetris board and just go well that's going there that's going there and so my life is filled my life is absolutely filled with plant medicines with psychedelics because of the amazing the, just the amazingness that come from them and the leveling up that comes from them as well. But it's been a hell of a journey to get to this point of usage of it as well. I've sat crippled in ayahuasca ceremonies, crippled over feeling God in me, but wringing me out like a sponge. And that's what needed to happen. I have been on the other side of the universe, in the universe, within the womb of the universe, looking back and absolutely knowing that I can just move everything that I wanted to. I've been crying absolute diamond tears of joy because something's just dropped and it's just opened me up and the tears that roll down my face are actual fucking diamonds. I've had joygasms where I just open, get released from joy that's in my body and I just shake and I laugh and I cry all at the same time and it's the most overpowering feeling of joy I've ever felt. Or just like my last one, I can be absolutely filled where I lose my hearing, I lose my sight and the energy inside me is just, it's so powerful, you can feel that it's the universe within me, it's God within me, it's its love that's within me, it's everything that's within me and my human body could not withhold all of it but it came from within me mm. how 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 can any of these experiences or how can any of these medicines be held in the light that which they are by most people in society and this is why sitting here speaking about it with conviction and from the heart that's all we can do that's all we can do brother that's all we can do and it all comes down to us i mean the the medicines are so powerful, but it's actually about the integration of them that's 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 so important. Absolutely, right? it's about giving yourself the space to to take the lessons that are shown to you and bring that reverence through the rest of your life. You know, because it's not like we're just sitting here doing plant medicine. It's all the other work. It's the breath work. It's the shadow work. It's 
cultivating new relationships. It's allowing yourself to move into play. It's the open and honest and authentic conversations that you have outside of it. It's the edges that you push. It's the challenges you put yourself through. And it's like the medicine is, is just one extremely powerful tool that shows you everything else is possible, that, that allows you to drop into a place and a space that isn't of this realm but is in this realm and outside of this realm so that you know what pieces you need to move. Because sometimes when we're looking at it just in our natural state of consciousness, there's so much going on. We get so wrapped up in the story. We get so caught up in our work and our relationships. We're chasing all these different things that we don't have the ability to see all the pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, we can only see what we can see or see what we know. And using or utilizing, not even using them, just utilizing these plants that have very specific chemicals in them that our body has receptors for, you know, to help us move into a, a, a an altered state of consciousness where we can see the full map of consciousness mm. and start to see what's actually for us and start to see the aspects or the things that we've done wrong or we've walked over or the people that we've maybe used or manipulated or the situations when we weren't truly authentic or the challenges that we we can feel but don't really know where they're from to be able to tap into that as well it's like that's 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 the symphony right that's that's where all the magic happens because you're you're combining all of it together mm. i'm glad you uh, brother what a download that was it mm. was exceptionally well said the integration is is the huge part of it you get messages you create your own messages but it's the action you take on those messages that that that, that will get you the change Hundred percent, and it's feeling into when when the time is right. Like literally, we were just sitting before this podcast, and I got a message about a friend that had done mushrooms, and you got another inv- invitation to a to another ayahuasca ceremony. It was just like, man, the universe is just dropping in. That like, you know, what you guys are about to talk to is the perfect time to talk to it because the universe is talking about it with yeah. you, right? It's, and and this is whilst we were doing a, a rape as well. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 so synchronistic Mm. and i absolutely love it these are the messages that come to us in every moment if you are just there to look and this is what the medicines help you see they help you feel and see these messages Mm. one of our one of our very dear friends and great spiritual guides and teachers um he said something very profound he says lots of profound things but one of the one, one of the things that really stuck with me is he goes you will get pieces of a puzzle in each ceremony that you don't even have the puzzle yet for. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and I just thought, fucking yes, that is a piece of wisdom. And he goes, I've been drinking for 15 years and I still have some pieces of the puzzle from my first sit that I still don't have the puzzle for. Yeah, for sure. And then I started reflecting on all the pieces of the puzzle that I have and I thought, yeah, there are some puzzles that I don't have these pieces to go into yet. For sure. 
It's like having half of a riddle. Exactly right. <laughs> and, and and then you want to talk about the integration process. That's that's where it's at. It's mm. it's the, the action that you take. It's the lessons that you've learned. It's the, the depth that it's taken you to within yourself for you to become more radical, honest with yourself, with, with the things that you've gone through, with how you're showing up with your voice, with your words, with your actions, with your personality. All these things can mold and shift. But you've got to take the action from the experience that you've had within one of these ceremonies. Mm, definitely. And, and if, if, if you don't, then the next time you sit, the same story will come up. You know the same lesson, the same journey, and it was like that's what we were both talking about. I, I was like, you know, what? I don't, I don't feel like I've fully integrated all the all the things that have come up. Yes, there's some been some action, actions that I've just gone gun ho into, and I've I've allowed myself to step into and change and embrace. But there's still just a few little subtle nuances that I'm like, okay, no, I haven't actually allowed myself to integrate that. Mm. And knowing that, going into another ceremony. I know that that's just what's going to come up. Mm. So it's like I already know what the lesson is from the mother because she's always there when you tap in, you know. If you just sit there and, you know, she's there. She's there. She, 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 she's divinely guiding. Um, and then so it's just having that respect for it, yeah. you know. Otherwise, you're just fucking chasing the dragon. Yeah. Chasing the dragon, hoping something will happen, searching for change instead of actually making change in the real world. Yep, yep. I absolutely agree with that one. So my last ceremony that I had, so go to that message I just got, being invited to, a, to another ceremony. I won't be taking up on it because I did feel into it. And you're right, I'm still integrating from my last one. My last one was, was super profound. I know I touched on it on earlier podcasts when I was going through my big dark night of the soul thing there. Um, and that was, the, that was the calling. So on the third, so actually, I don't think I've spoken about the calling actually. So... Whilst I was in the midst of all that, so this is this is the exceptional thing about f- recording podcasts throughout your life is that there are actually like markers <laughs> of what you've gone through. There's timestamps, <laughs> so I can go back and listen to it. Be like, yep, that's right. Um, so I'd been I'd been in it for what three weeks, four weeks, maybe five, really, just going through it all, the depth of it all, and um, and yeah, all of a sudden I was at work. It was a Thursday, and all of a sudden. She got the call, dropped in. It led me to tears. I cried straight away. So I had to go out into the other room and I made a phone call and I said, brother, when's, uh, I've just got the call so bad and I was in tears and I was struggling to talk. I said, look, I'm, I'm in the depths of a death portal right now. I've just got the call to, to sit with the mother. I need some guidance. And he said, well, there's this, this Saturday night and where I was to where that was, that's a, an eight-hour drive or nine-hour drive, and I had a, lots going on. And this is Thursday, and I just said, I'm there. I'm there. And so Thursday, finished out Thursday, Friday came along, and then, yeah, I had to go to another, another city on the Friday night because I had something to do on the Saturday morning and then went through the Saturday morning and then I left about one on the afternoon, and again it was a I, I was just divinely guided. I was driving about 160 k's average the whole way through. Don't uh, advise that. However, that was just where I was to make it for the 7:30 sit, and I got there at 7:20. And that sit was 
the most stripping away of my own personal self and identity that I've ever had. It was, mm. I was on my knees making vows to God, to myself. I had to let go of deep, deep grief. I had mm. to allow it to purge. I was, it was tackling these, these, these deep traumas in my, in my body and, and it was a full death. It, it was a full, sure. full death. It's like piecing together the pieces of the puzzles that you collected before it was. and the aspects of yourself and giving you an opportunity to wipe the slate and start again. It was. a new puzzle piece, Bodhi. Oh yeah, exactly. And so one of the main, well not one of the main, but a deep message that came through was she, I was stripped. I mean, I had, I had self-stripped so much by that point and then I got into the ayahuasca ceremony and she just stripped me even more. And what was interesting was about two weeks before we were out having lunch and I just thought, I said to you, I said, oh, I'm even like, I'm even thinking about my name. Like, what is my name and what am I doing here? And potentially like, what's in a name? And that was kind of all it was. But then she brought it up in me in that ceremony and she and I wrestled I wrestled for about an hour in writhing pain of if you want to be the architect of your life you can change your name because if you can change your name you can do anything because that's the first true deep identity that's been given to you mm. and if you can change that she goes not a lot of people will understand so it will build your strength in the in the context of our world there's a there's huge processes to go through so it's going to build your resilience ultimately it's going to build your own kingship because you are taking ownership of your own life you are dropping the attachment to something that's been so dear to every single person mm. is your own name and so i wrestled i finally surrendered to it and i said okay mother fine i surrender to it i want to and then I wrestled with, for about another half an hour, of what name should I get? And I was going through different people I was going to talk to. I was, I was, I was having conversations with you. I was having conversations with Shanna. I was having conversations um, with my sister. And then she just goes, the name will be chosen for you. Mm. I said, oh, who, who's going to choose it? And she goes, you know who. And so... She goes, write him a letter. And so I was like, okay. And so I just got, because I always take pen and pad into the ceremonies. And so I wrote him a letter. Just wrote him a beautiful letter. I got up, stumbled over, dropped it into him. And uh, about 15 minutes later, he comes over and he just takes off all my jewelry, all my, all my necklaces, all my bracelets, everything. He goes, just be naked. Be naked. And he said, Brother, I would love, be honoured to, to give you a name. We'll do a naming ceremony in the morning. He had a name for it. I think it's called Sanskara or Sanskrit. Now, Sanskara? Sans, something like that. Now, I'm not, if you're listening, I'm not trying to say it's the name. It starts with this and <laughs> it's, a, it's actually got a name. Anyway, so he said, you will do that in the morning as a naming ceremony. Beautiful. And I just cried. I cried for about 20 minutes after mm. that. And I was going through all my process. And so the next morning, uh, went back into the uh, ceremony room, had some rapes. Uh, I cried some more. Uh, and then I got handed my new name, which was uh, which is Bodhi Archella. Bodhi Archella. Bodhi Archella. And so ever since then, so that would have been December. 
So ever since then, I've just been allowing to let that name permeate, allowing it to just integrate a little bit. What what depth do I want to take this name? Do I want to take it and just maybe, you know, be another name I give to somebody if I'm out and, you know, I want to be someone different or do I just change it on social media or do I actually go the full whole hog and actually legally change my name? And so I'm not rushing it. I'm just letting it sit, but I'm moving more towards uh, the call of full name change, um, which is the which is what the mother told me to do was the message as well, and I can feel that. And so, if I went back into another ceremony now, it would just be an ass kicking of hey, sure. you, be- you you already know the message, you already know the choice. I know it's your choice. However, where where are you taking this? And so, yeah, I'm just letting it drop, and I'm not chasing anything else. So. The next time you sit, you'll be Bodhi. May well, maybe that's maybe that's <laughs> it, right? Who knows? I mean, we went to uh, we went to Kiwiburn uh, a, f- what, a couple of months ago or a month ago, and obviously you can have your paddock name, which is a name that's been given to you. And so I tried it out there for the five days, and no one knew my other name, and, and it was really cool. And it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 been it's been a really interesting journey. And this is this is the power of deep medicine, deep work. You know, I'm not saying you're going to go do one eye sit and you're going to strip everything. You're going to be a completely different person. It doesn't work that way. I asked for this. I called this in. This is this is in no way what happens every single time. I've been on a deep, 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 deep journey, not just with this, but a whole lot of other modalities for me to get to this point where I'm totally stripped, where I'm where I'm I'm happy to be disengaging from the deeper identities that have been given to us over mm-hmm. our life. And I'm happy for that. And so it's a beautiful thing to sit here and, and speak about it in such a public forum as well, because I don't think I really have, I don't think. And um and maybe this is the, the 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 context that needed to happen for me to to, to rise that up again as well. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really interesting. So that's the power of, of the medicine. It, 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 it's it can be as deep and as profound as you want to follow it with. Mm, definitely, definitely. And it, it's beautiful, man. And it's like ayahuasca. We've we've obviously touched on quite a lot, but there's so many different other plant medicines that are in our life that we've we've utilized and used in rever- reverence, right? Like uh, San Pedro. Oh yeah. Wachuma. It's a, a beautiful cactus that uh, we we do produce ourselves and allow ourselves to go through that process of of breaking it down, stripping it away, boiling it down, singing ikaros, having rapes, and really engulfing or what's the word I'm looking for? Infusing mm. Mm, a piece of ourselves into the process of of the of the making of the medicine, mm. you know, and and it's a beautiful process because it it gives you such a deeper respect um, when you do sit with it because you know the process, the time, the energy, the effort um, that's gone into it. So it's like the ceremony begins when you you start the manufacturing process, not even manufacturing when you when creation. you start the creation process. Um, that's when the ceremony begins. It does. And I love being in the house when we're oh, brewing it because the, it. the energy is just different. Oh, the smell it, wafts through. Oh, it wafts. I mean, it's. I love it now, but a lot of people don't. But just the energy of the masculine just floating through the house, it's a really floaty, grounding, beautiful essence that it has. And so, yeah, cactus, wachuma, San Pedro, all, 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 all the same thing. Has, has been a big start, you know, being a big part of our life. And some of the most major decisions that we've made, friendship wise, brotherhood wise, business wise, 
um, where to live wise have been with the help of uh, of Wachuma Definitely. of the cactus. Mm. And for me, it's it's such a it's such a beautiful medicine that, that aligns my mind and my body, and it truly turns me superhuman. Mm. I really feel superhuman when it's, I'm on it's, it. It's, a, it's a, such a deep level of presence and awareness, mm. like 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 nothing else before. I mean, we go through phases of of I mean, micro dosing is probably not the right term, but that's how everyone would understand it. Uh, of of taking you know twenty mils in the morning and and the the stuff that 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 I get done in the day, it's absolutely incredible for sure. And it's just bringing those plants into our lives. And as I say, some of the biggest decisions that we've made that got us right here have been with the connection with cactus yeah for sure the, the beautiful connection that is cactus and that uh yeah it is it, it is beautiful we do move through those cycles of of micro dosing and not and then having big sits and ceremonies with it and it is um yeah it is the process man it's all about the process that 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 ability to well as you're brewing it it's like you have to be present when you're when you're brewing it because you're literally stripping the wax of every single piece and if you're not there if you're not present doing it 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 just gets all messy it gets all over the place you become a cactus you become the cactus (laughs) you are the cactus is you and you are the cactus oh it's beautiful medicine and sitting in 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 a ceremony context with it uh one of our other brothers tim i mean we sat with him uh when he was moving through some some stuff and we just us three and brotherhood held him in that we had we had a a ceremony dosage each and and the the stripping of the armor that happens with going into a uh a ceremonial um a ceremonial mount of of cactus it's it's you can see it happening in front of your eyes. Sure. And you can just see when the armor's stripping off that it's just left bare barren as whatever is there. And then that has the ability to move out of you through tears or crying or conversation. But what it has done, it's also, it's elevated your mind to be the observer of it as well. Mm. You aren't becoming the emotion. You're just allowing it to feel or allowing yourself to feel it as Mm. it's moving through you. And if you do that enough that you teach yourself how to do that, so you can self regulate, you can self feel. I mean, none of us are taught how to feel. I mean, we've spoken about this multiple times on, on this podcast. There's no feeling class at school. You know, there's no, yeah, most most parents are just running from their own, are just running on their own uh, parenting programs that their parents gave them, and and you know, not saying there's anything bad about that. That's that's the journey of of our own childhood into adulthood, and we chose it all. But sitting there and being the observer of your emotions fully, while still being able to feel them, it, it's super profound. It is, it is, and I, I love the the explanation of it because it is perfect. Like you're just you're you're sitting with an emotion without being consumed by the emotion, and it just gives you an ability to just unpack and unwind all of these different stories and things that you've had going on, and just really looking at everything from a from a place of objectivity. Mm. You know, you 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 have the ability to see the script. To understand where the script comes from, and then choose whether or not you want to rewrite rewrite that script. 
rewrite. Oh, yeah. It's quite a tongue twister. Rewrite. <laughs> rewrite. <laughs> um, the, uh, the cactus is called the grandfather for the reason. Mm. It's slow. Long. Long. He loves a cigar. Oh. You know? But he's there to tell you a yarn. For sure. Gather around, children. Sit Gather down. Around. I'm going to tell you a story, and it's and it's a grandpa story. <laughs> That's the cactus for you. For sure. But there's a depth of masculinity in it. There's a depth of grounding in it. There's a depth of safety in it. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's, you know, that's it's such, the, I mean, that's why ayahuasca is called the mother or the grandmother. And you've got the, the grandfather, which is the cactus. Mm. You know, you through the ayahuasca, you get the warm hugs from grandma. Mm. But she's going to tell you, she's going to tell you off. If you need yeah, it. yeah, yeah, you know. And if you're even bad, she'll use her ring hand, <laughs> you know. But then the grandfather, you know, he's the one, he's the one who just moves slow. He's always got a good story, but he's mm. very solid. Yeah. And... He's he's going to he's gonna he's gonna give you ten bucks, you know, so you can go out and go and get something that you want for sure. But however, he still will make you earn it because yeah. that's obviously the old uh, lineage that he comes from. And so, again, just another another amazing medicine that constantly sits in our fridge. Not saying that ayahuasca sits in our fridge, but cactus certainly does. I mean, we have it growing everywhere. Uh, it's all legal when it's growing as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, it's, it's a, a it's psychedelic a powerful... that hides in plain sight. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a powerful story. If you haven't watched it, jump on uh, to Netflix and uh, watch Michael Pollard's um, documentary. Uh, what's it called? The um, How to Change Your Mind. How to Change Your Mind. Really amazing. He goes into MDMA. Uh, he goes into cactus. He goes into uh, psilocybin and... LSD. LSD, yeah. Uh, it's a great book. I've got the book as well. Yeah, great book. Because it goes into all the different plant medicines, right? Yeah. Caffeine, nicotine, yeah. all of them. Yeah. I mean, those are all plant medicines too. Yeah, for sure. Utilize them and use them with, with reverence and they're going to drop in. I mean, that's what hape is. It is a nicotine, right? Well, it is. I mean... the beautiful dopaminogenic. Oh, it's getting late when Ryan can't make his words. It's like it's like nine thirty. It's time to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that cactus. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, I mean, oh, let's touch on it up eh, while we're here because when we speak about it all the time, it's on our social medias all the time. So, so up itself is is a South American snuff. Um, It's non hallucinogenic. It's non psychedelic. uh, Whatever that means, I guess, because it it's still. Takes you into an altered profoundly state. gives you an altered state it drops you in so you blow it into your nose uh in each nostril and it just drops you into the into the deepest meditative state you've ever been in. it helps mm. if there's anything that's sitting uh, on the above surface emotionally wise it'll help you move Good. through yeah. it every now and then it may cause you to purge but again it's just another energetic purge but it's not very often um usually if it's your first few times potentially uh it is there's, there's there's hundreds of different rapes out there, and they're all made um, very what would you say tribally with their own uh, recipes. Yeah, for sure, and they're all made in ceremony over in South America, yep. right? So that they have the energy of the akaros tied into them as 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 well as the energy of the different plants that yep. that are used with them. So every every hape has their own infusion of different plants and so they all have their own energy to them 
you know the ones that we predominantly use as sunu which is just so grounding just brings you into your body um mint which is just oh. lights you up and brings you out and does all the things it takes you on an absolute journey and then another beautiful one that we've that we have been trying is that that uh, beautiful dreams and beautiful thoughts beautiful thoughts that's mm. it right and it just takes you into your brain without being in your mind it's such an interesting experience. Oh, that's such a good way to put it. Takes yeah. you into your brain without being in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely nailed it. And it's just, yeah, it's such an interesting experience. And they're beautiful medicines, man, because uh, they just tap you in. Tap you in a little deeper. Tap you in. And every single time, it just raises your consciousness level. Yeah, for sure. It just does. Uh, the downloads, again, you want to speak about major decisions and major pathways that we've we've created in our life. And we've sat with Arape and just being an open vessel to the download of what the divine is talking to us about or what our own divinity within ourselves is just making that voice a little louder mm. so we can have the time to stop and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it fucking time travels. Sometimes nothing happens and you just sit there for a little bit. For sure. Sometimes uh, there's tears. Sometimes there's laughter. You know, sometimes there's a little pain in the purge. Yep. Um, sometimes it's just presence and yeah. nothing. And so I guess what we're coming into the the conclusion of all of this is is that if this is the first time you've heard somebody talking about these things in this way and you feel like you are wanting or are judging us in the way of these people are just using drugs and they are you know moving into altered states because the only recollection you can create is being drunk mm-hmm. or the connection is being drunk it's i'm here to tell you that it's not this yeah. this this is medicine sure. these plants are born onto this earth far before we got here and they'll be here far oh, so. after we are gone because if we were chasing if we were just merely chasing an altered state of consciousness we'd still drink absolutely know? and it's like i will drink every now and then like not to get drunk but I'll, I'll have a glass of wine and it was just like the other I, I, I still get pushed further and further away from it because I just don't like the way it makes me feel um, the way in which it like shuts me down and disconnects me mm. from everything that's going on I literally had one sip of a, a little glass of champagne the other night and I was like I'm just going to tip this out mm. it's like it, it's not the energy that I want to have in me and it's very same with with, uh, with plant medicines the rapes and everything like that if energetically it doesn't align then uh, you j- I just won't do it well, what did we, we we met a beautiful uh, a beautiful new friend uh, over last weekend and one of one of the cool things she goes you just know when to put your tools down mm. and I thought yeah absolutely it's, it's knowing when to put tools down I mean every now and then we'll put the rape down for a while and and then it'll come back and same with the cactus same with mushrooms same with ayahuasca it's 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 like we're going every weekend to no. get high, you know? It's like when the opportunity's there or when we create a situation and a ceremony around it, that's that's when we use it, yep. you know? Or you're going through something and you know the tools that will be able to help you through that, through a deeper space so you can come out the other side changed. 100%. And and, and that's that's the journey. Mm. That That's the actual journey. It's, it's, it's reconditioning the mind. And that's why we started talking about that first. It's like it's reconditioning the mind to to the experiences you've had in the past and the association that civilization has created around the use of these like air quote drugs mm. right because when you are doing it from a place of reverence when you are utilizing it to heal yourself and to support the healing of others then 
man it's a deep deep medicine right and and the mind is is created specifically to be able to utilize these chemicals and we didn't even touch on today about the religious context of how western society actually got created <laughs> yeah, through yeah, the sure. uh, evolutionary use of oh, psilocybin. psilocybin so that may be another mm. another podcast all the ancient chalices it's hidden everywhere yeah, it's hidden all everywhere of it, dmt it's everywhere uh, all of the uh, the greek philosophers going into their cave for a month I mean, for sure there's there's so much there's so much uh, evidential history coming out now that 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 you just want to go search for it and make mm. up your own mind and it's there even christianity was was based off taking psychedelic medicines well, you can even go back to evolution right they reckon one of the huge jumps was when uh, monkeys started eating mushrooms yeah yeah the neanderthal man was out yeah. finding his psilocybin and eating them and and growing his own consciousness yeah it's all divine, baby. It's all divine. It's all divine. It's all divine. We're here for a reason. Yep. We're doing this for a reason. Oh yeah. So I think on that note, we will uh, we will sign off. It's been a, a beautiful, interesting conversation. I love it. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this for hours. Definitely. We really could. And I mean, we just scratched the surface today. Yeah, for sure. We didn't even touch too much on the joy that that, that is mushrooms, but no. we can talk about her again. Oh yeah, Another we can. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you've been following along, thank you very much. Uh, we love you, and we love that. Well, you're listening to us because yeah, sure. it. I mean, we do this not to be listened to. It's kind of a weird thing, but then people are listening, and we're getting such amazing feedback, and and we love hearing from you. So, uh, please share this podcast. Share it out there. You know, the the words and the communication and the conversations we're having are. We want them to be triggering people if they. Not in a bad context, but just in a way that they can hear something in a different way or see life in a different way or, or, or hear about a subject that they never thought that they would ever hear about and it might change something. But again, it's just about sharing the love, growing sharing the love, That's it. And sharing our journey. 100%. So thank you all for being here and we will see you on next week's podcast. See you next week. Love ya. <laughs>